Welcome back to part two of Friendships. It's your girl, AZ Truly, aka Allison Truly, aka Zoreen Truly, aka Welcome Back Again. This is part two to Friendships, and this is the Nuance Podcast. Thank you so much for showing up, for listening, for sharing, and just, you know, being all around supportive. I appreciate you. I consider you a friend if you are listening to this. So, Um, Just a little recap, part one, we talked about what friendships look like in elementary school, what they look like in high school, what it was like for me um, growing up, and what the people around me look like, and how that molded uh, me for the future of my friendships. Um, I was talking to someone about what friendships look like and how similar they are to relationships. And I mean, obviously it's a type of relationship, but when you think about a relationship, you think about like a romantic relationship and how similar they are because your early friendships mold how Uh, You navigate your friendships as an adult because those are the first people who teach you how to love, right? Those are the first people who teach you um, bad, good, and in-between. So the next topic I want to talk about under the umbrella of friendships is betrayal and forgiveness. I think everyone can relate to me when I talk about having to forgive someone for doing something to you that you might have thought was unforgivable, but you have a history and you love them and you want to move past it. And that's just like a relationship, uh, a romantic relationship. You know, you in a romantic relationship, you're hoping that nothing happens where you have to be more forgiving than you, than you want to be, but sometimes things happen like that. So I'm going to use my experiences and maybe that will guide someone on the journey that they're having with their friends, or maybe you can just relate to this. So um, one of the first betrayals that I had with the friendship and one of the first life lessons I had on what friendship looks like and how it can change in an instance. So I had a really good friend who I grew up around, um, who I would say knew me really, really well. And to make a long story short, I found out that there were some things that were happening behind my back that were based in jealousy. And during this time, um, I'm going to say this was maybe 10 years ago. Um, During this time, I was having struggles with my self-esteem and kind of coming into myself, as you know, in that stage between like 18 and uh, 22, 23, 24, um, you are kind of trying to find yourself and figure out what your place is in the world. And, um, your friends are a part of that world and they 
can either build you up or break you down, right? Um, so this particular friend I had been around since I was very, very young, elementary school age, and there were always these little red flags. So I had a situation where, you know, she was saying some really negative things about me when I was in elementary school, same situation in high school, um, same situation um, as an adult. And I never understood why that would happen or what her motivation was behind that. I always, when something bad happened or when some someone did something negative to me, I always wanted to search for what I did wrong in the situation and why I deserved that type of treatment. But sometimes you actually are the victim in certain situations. Um, I think one of the biggest red flags to me, I remember I was talking to this guy and I didn't really like him. I wasn't, you know, into him like that. But, you know, he was like, we were in high school and he was like this, basically a drug dealer. Let's just like call it what it is. He was a drug dealer. I had a really, really nice car. And I remember one day he pulled up on me and my friend, we were walking um, and obviously a creep because he was a lot older. Um, he, he pulled up on us and my friend, I remember being, she was so mesmerized by his car because it did not have door handles. So it was like you had to, I guess, press a button to get into it or something. And I was just like, okay, that's cool, I guess. But again, um, going back to what I talked about on part one of this series is that, you know, I was a follower. I I wanted to please my friends. I wanted to be accepted. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to find love from them. I wanted to make them happy because for me that type of acceptance made me love myself more so he pulled up he was not attractive to me but because she was so excited about it you know I gave him my number and you know she like really really pushed for us to hang out with him so one day we skipped school we got in the car with him and you know we were going on our little our little voyage, our little thought excursion with him as he <laughs> um, as he sold drugs. Like we went on his rounds with him. Wow, wow, saying that out loud. Whoa. Okay, so we went with him while he was doing his little thing or whatever, and I that that type of lifestyle was not appealing to me. You know what I mean? Like, at the time in high school, I was all about, like, some lover boy shit. You know what I mean? Like, the dude that I liked, he was a singer. The dude that I really liked, he was a singer. And he was um, <laughs> trash, too. But, you know, I was more drawn to creative types, even if they were trash and not that um, talented. But that's what I liked. Um, she was more into the D-boy side of things. And I get that. Whatever. No judgment. However, <laughs> we hung out with him that day. He was saying some really weird shit, and I was just kind of blocking that the whole time. And she was in the back seat the whole time, so whatever. Didn't think anything of it. Never had been in a situation like this before. So fast forward about a week and a half later, she's being really distant with me. 
I don't really know what's going on. I'm not sure why our relationship is is kind of shifting. And you know, when you're in high school, you can re- there's there's some nuances that you can really pick up on that you know as an adult you probably aren't really paying attention to. So <laughs> this is it's really funny now. So I'm at school after school, and I'm kind of you know by myself. And I don't remember what I was doing. I was just in the courtyard after school. And I look up and I see my friend coming out of the car with the guy that we, that, you know, was trying to give my number and talk to me. (laughs) I remember being like, what? Wait, friends do that? And I remember feeling weird about it, but feeling more sad that she couldn't come to me and say, hey, like, I know you're not like really feeling this dude. So like, why can't I like pick up the slack or whatever? Um, But, you know, that was one thing that really stood out in my mind. I remember being like, huh, that's that's interesting that that's how she navigates friendship um and what was crazy is that after that after high school she dated this guy for a really long time so kind of awkward I wasn't really phased by it but you know I think looking back that that was one of the first times that I um had understood what it meant to have some sort of betrayal happen in a friendship that you kind of just have to forge ahead, which I wasn't good at because I never addressed it. So it was nothing to forgive if you never spoke on it, right? And that was the way I worked friendships for a really, really long time. I let people hurt me and I never brought it up. I never said a word because I, on my end, that was my love language. That that was how I communicated my love for my friends was by never addressing their wrongdoings, which looking back now, obviously is not the way to build a strong relationship. Uh, <laughs> never the way to build a strong relationship. I think that the next big betrayal that I had to be prepared for. And I think it's really weird because some of the biggest situations in my life that have happened where I realized that friends can hurt you has something to do with a man and wasn't even a man that I was interested in. You know what I mean? It was more about not communicating. Because, you know, when you're friends with somebody, you hope that they can be completely open with you. You hope that they can be honest with you. You hope that you guys can have um, clear communication with each other. But that's not always the case. And it also makes me wonder if you can't have an open communication with somebody, is that really your friend? Is that really your friend? I think that I've had friendships with people and I was so disappointed with them because, you know, my brother passed away and I didn't hear from them. I didn't hear from them. Um, I, you know, had separation from my ex-fiance and I didn't hear from them. I didn't see them. 
that felt like betrayal to me. Um, yeah, that felt like betrayal. But again, if you never address something that bothers you or that you're hurt from, then you can never one heal from it. And, and two, you can't hold it against the person because you've never verbalized it. Um, but yeah, another situation that I had, (laughs) which is funny now was that I met this girl. We kind of clicked. This was my second round of trying to go through school. And this was actually in recent years. And me and her ended up being real cool. We met on the art scene. Uh, she, and to this day, we, you know, we're cool now. We might not be the best of friends like we were, but whatever. So we met, we were really, really, really cool. Like we just click, like, you know, you meet people and your personalities just click. Um, and you know, she was there for me when I was separated from my ex and I moved into this little bitty duplex on my own. And Um, you know, I had just recently broken my arm, so I couldn't really take care of myself the way I wanted to. She was there for me. She was there every day, um, to, you know, lift my spirits or maybe go on a walk or cook or help me brush my hair. And that type of tenderness and that type of love meant so much to me because at the time I was in limbo with friends that, I had known since I was very small, uh, based on, you know, uh, gossip and jealousy and, you know, relationships, romantic relationships getting, getting in the way of a, of a friendship. And I have found happiness with a new friend. Um, so fast forward, we were really, really good friends, maybe three or four years. And, you know, one day it just stopped. And I wasn't sure why, you know, we always would go get lunch or go check people as they walk by the class or, you know, just small things that you tend to turn into tradition with your friends. And one day it just kind of stopped and I wasn't sure why. And, you know, I reached out to her because I had learned through my past that if something was bothering you in a friendship you should communicate that um so I tried to communicate that with her and come to find out (laughs) come to find out there was a guy that I was dating um and you know we were all kick it uh she was dating his friend I was dating him we would go kick it we would go have some food we would laugh we would do whatever again I wasn't that into him I was having a good time with him he was a right now nigga you know what I'm saying like right now this is cool don't see no future with it wouldn't say you my boyfriend turns out She and him had an interest in each other, I'm assuming the whole time, and um, she chose him. I was devastated because I really just could not understand how everything that we had done could be erased so quickly over some dick and some mediocre dick because I had it. 
Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, it was mind blowing to me and also so frightening because I knew that a romantic partner from my experience cannot be trusted. That at any given moment that another woman or man, that's another conversation, could come and take my place or the grass could appear greener on the other side. But I thought that my friendship and what I brought to a friendship couldn't be replaced. I saw before that how jealousy could change things and eat away at the foundation of a friendship. But I had not seen it as an adult, as a real grown ass person. I had never seen it firsthand. And I had never known a hurt like that. And so she chose him. She, one day I picked her up and I was like, you know, what's going on with us? Like, did I do something wrong? Um, again, that Catholic guilt, whew, get you every time. I was like, you know, did I do something wrong? Are you mad at me? Are we not friends anymore? And the only thing she could say to me is, oh, so-and-so hit me up and asked me to go to the movies and I'm going to go with him. And I was like, okay. And I was so upset because I'm like, that's it? That's the thing that you threw away the type of connection we have for him? <laughs> for him? Um, and so be it. And after that, you know, she didn't really talk to me much. I wasn't going to chase after her for her friendship. And she moved in with the guy and dated him and brought him around our mutual friends and flaunted that choice. Wow, that hurt me. And recently, me and her have, um, in a sense, reconnected, but not really. But we were able to put on the table what happened between us and have that conversation. And she actually apologized to me and said that she was wrong and that she was sorry. And I forgave her. I forgave her before then. But it was really big of her to say, hey, I fucked up. This was wrong. This wasn't right in any sense of the word. And I forgave her. And that brings me to the human part of friendships is that people will fuck up. People will fuck up. I'm not saying I've never fucked up. There's been times that I probably should have been there for people and I wasn't. Now, you're never going to say, never going to say that I chose a man or anybody over my friendships. Have I been in relationships that have been a distraction to my friendships? Of course, we all have. But I've never went behind anybody's back and dated somebody's egg. I, that's just not my steez. That's not my swag. And you don't have to give me a award for that because I've already rewarded myself. Um, yes. <laughs> so there's a little 
background on betrayal and forgiveness and what it looks like in my life. And I think that for those listening, I hope that you take a message out of that outside of me being like, bitch, listen, this is what happened to me. Just understand that the people we deal with and the people that we choose as friends are human and they make mistakes and it is up to you to forgive them or not. But no holding on to that kind of negativity will follow you into your new friendships and I mean I could really talk about the different personalities and the different scenarios I've been in with my friends all day because I have been blessed tremendously to meet so many different type of personalities and so many different types of people which also in turn gives me so many different experiences and situations that have happened um I do want to touch on very briefly how economics play a role in friendships and we don't really talk about that a lot right like we either say oh she loyal or she not oh he cool or he he ain't oh this is my friend I like to go to the club with or this is the person I like to talk about um astrology with or the like you have different friends for different things and that's okay that's okay even though we're all round people round characters um and we have different sides of us it's okay to have people that you i hate to say use but that you use for different things that you need in your life but what do we do when economics change our friendships because they do And this situation hit me hard when I was going through college and I was engaged to who I was engaged to. Again, I will never speak his name because he is like the fucking candy man. This nigga will show up in my window and it's Halloween and I don't play. Um, Happy Halloween. So, yeah. Um, economically, I was in a different position. I was in school. I was, you know, getting a little check from the school. I was working a part-time job as well as my fiance was financially stable. So I had money to go down to the bar and go here and go there and buy these clothes and go to the mall to shop and do all these things that it takes money to do and fast forward to when I was not in that relationship anymore and graduated from school and trying to support myself living in a small apartment not no longer living in a five-bedroom house um, living in a small little apartment with one of my good friends, shout outs to Aaron. Um, and you know, working in a restaurant and trying to scrape money together so I could eat, so I could, you know, do the things that I needed to do, like gas and sh- scraping together quarters and, and pennies. A lot of my friends weren't around for that. A lot of my friends weren't around for that. And it opened my eyes to how money can change everything. Those friends that I used to go to brunch with and used to buy them drinks or used to, you know, splurge on them and splurge on myself, I couldn't do that anymore. And they weren't around to do that for me. They weren't (laughs) around to do that for me. I became, oh, you broke. Oh, I can't pay for this. Oh, if we gonna go out, you know, like things got real cloudy and 
I wonder how many of you guys have had that situation. How many of you have been in a financial situation, bad or good, and have lost friends because of it? Because there's a flip side to that. If you if you are economically financially stable and you can go on trips to wherever y'all niggas going on trips to these days bali dubai afghanistan the moon and your friends can't do that your friends can't afford to put gas in their car you're a lawyer and your friend is an actress and you know there is a divide how do you walk that type rope how do you maintain a humble relationship based on emotion and not based on what they can and can't do and how they look because i know a lot of people who will not fuck with people based on what their shoes look like and we can play games like we (laughs) as long as you want to but them squad goals what's popular right now is that everybody in your clique and your group is as economically stable as you are or they're not a part of your squad or they're not good enough for a photo op it is what it is it is what it is so you know what this feels like a good stopping point this feels like a good stopping point i would encourage you if you are listening to part two of friendships on the nuance podcast please 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 leave me a message i really want to know what you think about economic the economics of friendships because I don't feel like that's something that is talked about a lot. As well as let me know about a time that you had to forgive a friend or that you were surprised by a friend. You know, let me know. I thought this was going to be a two-part series, but clearly this is going to be a three-part series. So please come back. Come back. Come back. Lover, this is where you belong in my... Okay. Yeah, uh, come back for part three of friendships where we're going to go into social media versus real life interactions and friendships and what it means to be a friend in the time of the millennial. If just sending a meme to someone makes you a friend or not a friend, if your friend's not reposting, <laughs> not reposting your creative work makes them a friend or makes them not a friend let me know leave me a few messages it should be really easy i believe all you have to do is uh click reply or you can just send me a voice uh memo and i will definitely 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 share these things on the next episode of the nuance podcast that's going to be friendships part three um before i come back with part three i will be recording um my next episode about beauty um beauty with within um within beauty in terms of um outer beauty what it means to be beautiful by today's standards we all know what those standards are all you have to do is go to the motherfucking shade room um but that is the conversation on our next episode again thank you so 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 much for listening to the nuance podcast you have no idea how much it means to me that you're allowing me to have a voice and having that voice heard again shouts out to all my friends 
near and far. I love you so, so much. Thank you again for listening to the Nuance Podcast. Happy Halloween. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.